Welcome to the Starting With One podcast, Success Leaves Clues series with Robin Bailey and Al McDonald. Have you ever wondered what makes someone successful? What are they doing that is different? How do they achieve greatness? We believe that success leaves clues. In this series, we are interviewing very successful people from different walks of life to hear their stories. We'd like to remind our listeners that the views expressed in this podcast are those of our guests and not necessarily those shared by our hosts. Welcome back to the Starting With One podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by Life and Legacy Advisory Group. We believe sound financial advice improves people's lives. We are also brought to you by ARIA Benefits. We believe well-designed employee benefit programs enhance people's lives. I'm your host, Robin Bailey, with my co-host and business partner extraordinaire, Al McDonald. Why, thank you, Robin. A, a wonderful introduction. Uh, another great day. And looking forward to wrapping things up and, and starting the weekend. Yeah, me too. But before we do, we have a fantastic guest today. I've been I've been really looking forward to this one because I've been in uh, doing business with Manulife for a very long time. And one of the things I've noticed with Manulife is they seem to hire really good people. And we uh, just met today's guest, but I can already tell this is one of those people that I'm talking about. So joining us today is Kim McFarland, AVP Group Benefits Product at Manulife. Welcome to the show, Kim. Thank you for having me. I'm just going to do a quick little bio because I've got a question actually around your bio. So Kim is the AVP of Group Benefit Product and Digital Experiences Manulife, and I want to know more about that. You have more than 30 years of group benefits industry experience and currently responsible for product development and management for all benefit products, digital experiences, and strategic partnerships. A graduate of McGill University in Anatomical Services, Kim Sciences, sorry. Kim has always been had a keen interest in personal health and wellness and enjoys staying active. We definitely have that in common, along with cooking and spending time with her family. Kim, so great to have you with us. So 30 years of experience in the group benefits business. What is it about the benefits business that's kept you around? Well, I guess the first thing is I've actually moved quite a bit uh, within the organization in different roles. So I've worked in our IT areas, I've worked within underwriting, and uh, then, of course, more recently within in product and, and have also worked within product and marketing. So I've had a lot of different roles within the organization. And uh, as well, the organization, uh, I've worked primarily with Manulife, and Manulife has changed so much. So I feel actually like I've changed roles and in some cases it's felt like a change in organization because culturally we've changed so much over the years. So for me, while I've yeah, I have remained in group benefits, I feel like I've actually had a, a number of different jobs in different areas. Certainly one of the things that I really like about it is the value that we bring to people. And, and I think more so now than what I would have appreciated in my early days when I was starting out and just learning about the business. Our business is really about helping people take care of themselves and helping people sort of live a better life. And I would say we're doing more about that and investing more in that today than perhaps we had in the past. And I find that hugely rewarding. I love what you just said about helping people. And Al and I can both relate to that because over the past several months, I mean, we had an opportunity with COVID-19, a lot more time to you know look at our processes and what we stand for and look at our values. And that's one of the things that came out first is, you know, we enjoy helping people. That's pretty near the top, if not at the top of the reasons why we do what we do. But it sounds like you spent a number of years with Manulife in your career. And mm-hmm. I think you've, you've talked about some of it. 
But what is it about Manulife? What's going on with Manulife that keeps a quality person like yourself there? Again, like I said, Manulife has really transformed over the years. When I think of early days in group benefits, we really focused on turnaround time on claims and accuracy and putting in a, a solid adjudication engine. Those were sort of the things that we did early days. Then we got very much into sort of cost management and cost management was really through plan design changes and the like. And you know, you'd be familiar with that in your business. And then more recently is really this approach to sort of managing claims by actually managing health. And so what we can do to actually influence the health outcomes and behaviors of our memberships really grabbed my attention. And you know, our team's doing some great work with new products and services that speak to that value proposition. And as we have sort of transformed and our philosophies have changed, our focus has changed more so now than ever. I'm I'm really excited to be with an organization that has put this at the core of our beliefs and our strategies. And I'm personally super engaged by that. Again, I love what you're saying, because as a person who's been in the business in this industry for, I think, coming up on a quarter of a century, 25 years, I'm still excited with what I'm seeing. And, and when I hear about what some of the carriers are, are doing, and especially in light of COVID-19, and I've witnessed it myself, I've seen several carriers step up to the plate with new platforms and products. I've, I've been really impressed. So that brings me to why you're here to talk to us today. So at first I was thinking, Kim's going to come on and talk about her new platform. Well, is it a new platform? Well, maybe it's not really a platform. Is it a product? Well, maybe it's not really a product. But as we were chatting about before the show, this is more of a philosophy. So maybe we can start with what is health by design? Sure. Again, health by design is really, it's it's sort of come out of about a 15-year journey, frankly. Like I said previously, we started as uh, really being focused on playing claims as quickly and as accurate as we could. And then we got very much into cost management and solutions in that regard. Along with sort of that cost management phase, we really started to get into prevention and wellness. And we introduced a number of services that targeted or helped to promote health. But it was in a way that was we brought the service to the sponsor, and then it was really up to the sponsor to engage the member in the service. Again, as we evolved and our programs evolved, we started to engage more directly with members. And so programs like when we launched our specialty drug care program, for instance, what we introduced was a program that took a prior auth drug, a prior authorization drug, so a higher cost drug, that handed a claim off to a nurse case manager once a decision had been made about that drug. And that nurse case manager would actually do an outreach to the member and engage them in a program that would help them manage their their health better, their disease better, manage side effects. And so that kind of became something that really resonated in the organization. And so when we launched our medical cannabis program, same sort of thing. You've got individuals that are trying to navigate a kind of murky system, right? It's their doctors don't know how to prescribe necessarily. They authorize Patients aren't really sure how to find the right strain of medical cannabis. And so, again, we wrapped around a case manager, nurse case manager that could actually help them navigate this and then make sure that they were getting the response they were expecting. You know, we launched our our opioid management program, again, right at the beginning of a, a patient journey where they're being introduced to an opioid for the first time, we sort of intervene and say, hey, before you you take too much, why don't we start you with a, a seven day supply? So really starting to insert ourselves into the patient's health journey. Those are some really simple examples. 
But now as advanced analytics and our data is sort of richer and, and we're getting more better access to it, we're actually able to leverage that data to help us identify individuals that might benefit from other interventions. So people that might benefit from a medication review because their combination of medications are in conflict. That's the type of thing that we're, we're just starting to evolve in manual life and, and really more directly interacting and engaging with the member at the right time. So trying to identify the right individual and introduce them to the right intervention or support at the time, it looks like they, they really need that support. Really, that is how this has all evolved. And we're really excited about where we're going with this. And I think it's going to have a, a huge impact on the health of our members. And again, because of our population, the health of Canadians. So Kim, you talked a lot about the what it is and, and how it's evolved. And it sounds like it is something that has, has evolved over time. But can you talk a little bit about the, the why? Like, what's the impetus for Manulife going down this route? couple of reasons. As you know, you can manage the cost of a benefit plan by introducing cost containment strategies. But often they could come in conflict with actually keeping employees healthy and engaged and productive at work. And so, you know, while you may be saving money on your benefit plan, you could actually be losing out on benefiting from a, a fully productive, highly engaged employee. So we believe that if we can actually help that employee manage their health or return to better health or actually stop the disease from progressing at a faster rate, that we can actually also help clients better manage their, their overall costs. You know, it's kind of a win-win. The member benefits from better health, the employer benefits from a more highly engaged employee, more productive employee, and their benefit costs also are well-managed. That is really the goal and objective that we have behind Health by Design. Yeah, it's funny. Al and I were talking about a concept, the CEO of Whole Foods, who's still the CEO at 67 years of age and, and says he runs the company, not because he needs the money, obviously, but he enjoys it. But one of the concepts, and I was thinking about this as you were just talking about what this does for the employer, the employee, it's that win-win-win situation. So it's really nice to see. And, and, and I was thinking about this from, from a broker perspective, obviously, this is something that I'm going to really, and I was looking forward to this episode, uh, Kim, because it's something that I can go back and, and talk to my clientele and prospects about. But sitting here as a business owner, myself, there's three of us who own the company, me, Al, and Joe. And this is exciting to hear because you're right. I mean, the biggest challenge is your staff I and mean, your team really drives your business. So if there's things that you can do to help push along those healthy outcomes and keep those benefit costs down, I mean, that's something that's that's very exciting to hear. So really happy to hear that and uh, definitely want to you know stay in touch and, and find out more about that. What I was going to ask you next was, you know, how does the health by design philosophy, I want to call that, customize the experience to plan members? It's really about knowing more about our plan members. Again, looking at the claims data, we have a lot of claiming data. So data comes in as a result of somebody submitting a claim to us and leveraging that information a different way that allows us to identify people that would might be at risk. So applying algorithms to say, here's an individual who's at high risk of either going on disability or their disease progressing faster than if we can intervene, we could actually probably change that trajectory. So that's where it's really personalized. Again, in the past, when I think of our first foray into to wellness, you know, we'd introduce an EAP and it would be the same EAP program for everyone. 
Well, with health by design, when we know somebody is struggling, again, we could intervene with a medication review. We could intervene by introducing them to a pharmacogenetics program because they're sort of bouncing around on their medications. We could intervene with some health coaching because they may be a new diabetic who's looking for some support. So those are some of the examples of ways that we are going to be sort of evolving this program and really evolving sort of the way we interact with members to really help get ahead of their their disease progression. And and like I said, intervene when we think we can deliver the most benefit. Kim, you mentioned, uh, and I think you've already talked a little bit about this, but one of the things you said earlier was that, you know, in the past, companies like yourselves were really measured on things like how quickly they can pay claims and, and that type of thing. But can you talk a little bit about going forward, the role of benefit providers and what do they need to do to expand the value that they bring to employers and uh, their members? Can you talk a little bit about that? I think for employers and members, we are continuing to evolve the ways that they can interact with us. So benefits providers are investing significantly in our digital assets to make it easier to do business with us, both as a plan sponsor and a plan member. You're used to working and operating in a more digitally centric ecosystem. And and so we are all stepping up to that, making it easier to submit your claims, either at point of sale or through uh, mobile apps. More and more, we're investing in improved reporting and analytics for sponsors to allow them to better understand the dynamics that would be at play in their workplace. We actually just launched a new organizational health assessment that employers can offer to their members. And it's a really comprehensive assessment that not only actually tests what an employer does in the workplace to to support the health of its members and how members actually perceive that. So it's a combination of not only an evaluation of the current health status of your members, but it's also an evaluation of the programs that you have in place and how effective or how they're meeting the needs of your membership, along with some insights on things that you might want to do differently. So there are so many things that I think that are changing and that are evolving and working more directly with members. Employers have often had to bear the burden of trying to do all that communication with their members And more and more, we are creating through outreaches to members through either email or through our apps to actually engage with them and offload some of that communication that is required from sponsors. So we're really trying to partner that way as well. You can probably speak better to this, but I think you're seeing a lot of this right from your interaction with employers too, right? This more engagement with the members. Yeah, absolutely. This is something that I tend to look for silver linings. I mean, it's it's in my personality and I'm a positive guy on 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 even on a bad day, but you know, especially during COVID-19, I've really tried to look for silver linings and and one of the things that I I mentioned at the top of this episode was you know, I've, I've really been impressed with a lot of the Canadian carriers and, and how they've stepped up. And, and Kim, you know, said it a little bit earlier, they've really, and kudos to Manulife for, for investing in their digital assets and delivering uh, things like this. But Kim, one of the things that we haven't touched on, I don't think yet uh, during the episode, and I think you'd agree, it's very important, especially now with a lot of people working remotely. And there's challenges with that, obviously, with, with family at home and maybe two spouses at home working at home. And that's mental health. Mental health has become a much bigger issue working remotely during COVID-19 and maybe being detached from what you're used to. How does taking a holistic approach to a person's health make a difference, especially as that relates to mental health? You're absolutely right. Mental health is a huge focus. When we sort of entered COVID-19, our leadership group was meeting daily 
And uh, we actually continue to meet three days a week just to sort of address emerging concerns. Almost out of the gate, we had a, a big focus on what are some of the areas that we need to be concerned about. And obviously, there's government programs and things like that that we were responding to. But mental health was at the forefront of a lot of the discussions, not all of them, but a lot of the discussions. So through COVID, we took action, as did other carriers, to really help profile for sponsors and their members with direct communications about resources that were available to them, whether it's their EAP program or resources that were available under their extended health programs, such as ICBT, and really just creating awareness that there are resources out there. We also partnered with Beacon, an organization that sort of leads in the cognitive behavioral therapy area to launch and support a program called Stronger Minds. And that was just an open platform that would allow people to sign up and get some practical advice on, on what's happening. And, and it really, it was great during you know early days of COVID because you could almost, as the information was being launched and communicated and available to members, it really spoke to what were people hearing, either in the media or, you know, south of the border, like what were some of the trends that were emerging? And, and this platform uh, really provided practical insights and advice on things that people could do. And then, of course, if people needed more than that, they could easily get into a program that would provide more. So it has been a focus of ours throughout COVID-19. It will continue to be a, a focus. Frankly, mental health is one area where I think we can never do enough and we continue to really focus on it. But as we look at COVID-19 and some of the other trends and, and things that are emerging and some of the other concerns, we know that, you know, for instance, new starts in diabetes is down. So why would that, you know, COVID's not curing diabetics. It's actually that people are not getting into their doctor. We know that cancer cases are down. So our cancer claims are down. COVID isn't curing cancer. COVID is actually, it's actually people are not getting into their specialists. And likewise for cardiovascular condition. So we're already thinking about what more can we be doing to help get people back into, you know, seeing their physicians, talking to people about symptoms. And there are so many virtual health services and resources that are available now, which is, you talk about a silver lining, Robin, that is a silver lining. The, the emergence and the consumption of virtual health, it's been a fantastic outcome from COVID is that people have really adopted that. And attitudes towards it have changed. Obviously, we're very concerned. You know, you, you, we do want to emerge from COVID-19 as soon as possible. But we know that the longer-term effects of this, there are going to be longer-term health effects. And so we're already thinking about that and readying our organization. What more can we be doing to draw attention to that? And making sure that Canadians are continuing to, to take care of their health. And two points that I picked out on your commentary, I mean, number one, you touched on Beacon Stronger Minds. And, and again, I remember in the very early days of COVID-19 and realizing what we were you know, going to be living through, Manulife put that out and, and sent it to me. My, uh, my account executive sent that to me. And I sent that out to countless numbers of clients. And the feedback I got, and I signed up for myself, actually, the feedback was phenomenal. So great partnership that you guys have had with Beacon. I think that was really important. But you know, I think you're right. When we when we talk about those silver linings and, and the digital access, especially being remote, it's so important that carriers like yourself are bringing things like this to employees, making it easy to access these things, especially when it comes to mental health, because there have been some barriers. The, the stigmas that exist around mental health, I think, have improved, but there's still a stigma, right? So, you know, having access 
to things that are going to help, you know, not only your physical health, but also your mental health and making it easy. So that person can access that from their office, their home, their bed, whatever it happens to be, I think is incredibly important. And again, speaking not only as a broker with something that I can deliver to my clients as a business owner who has employees and team members that I care about, um, this is incredibly important because if someone needs resources, I don't want them searching out where to go and, and, and be lost because we all know what that leads to. So having access to a program like this, I think is kudos to you guys for bringing this to the market. Yeah. And, you know, to your point, all too often employers have a plethora of resources that they make available to their members or their employees, but often employees don't really, they may hear about them when they, they join the organization they might sort of forget that that resource is available to them or the employer might not have the time to even let them know the resource is available to them. And so they, there are the, all these missed opportunities. And that's a lot of what we're trying to do with Health by Design and engaging more directly with members is really trying to bring to the surface programs, like even an EAP program. Certainly we make that available to all of our small businesses. A lot of carriers do, but a lot of employees aren't aware that they have access to those programs. And the programs are they're rich programs. They can deliver a lot of value. And that's what we're trying to do is make sure that we're helping people to find the resources when they need them. So when we can detect that you need help, we're going to try and intercept and, and help guide you to, to the help that you need. Very cool. Al, any closing questions for Kim before I wrap this one up? No, I don't. That was very informative though. And, and good to hear that that's one of the things that Many Life is pursuing because uh, it's obviously going to be very helpful to people like yourself as a broker, but also to people like ourselves, which are employers and we're trying to provide enhanced benefits for our members. I sort of was a little remiss. I forgot to mention, and Robin, you'll probably laugh at this because I'm sure you've heard so much about it, uh, Vitality. Yes, of course. Please, please. <laughs> so this is our wellness platform. And like I said, I, I'm remiss if I don't mention it. We started to roll Vitality out across our block of business. And of course, COVID hit in March. And so we put a pause on that. And it's interesting. We work with Vitality, who's out of South Africa, and they have offices in the U.S. And they understood why we put a pause on it, because we, you know, we were very concerned about employers being distracted and not wanting to create more noise. The way they used that resource was interesting. They actually turned it around and said, now more than ever, people have to be taking care of themselves. And when you think about COVID and all the, the people that are most at risk are people that are, you know, that have health challenges or not perhaps managing their weight, managing their diet. And so they actually did studies where they looked at people that were vitality users and compared it to sort of the likelihood of them or them reporting that they've been hospitalized for COVID. And they saw a significant reduction when you compare a vitality user to a non-vitality population. It's one of those things that there are, again, a lot of resources that we bring to bear and we just have to make sure that we're profiling them at the right time. And so a lesson for us through COVID was let's not pull back on things like vitality. Let's make sure that we're drawing attention to them so people can leverage them, especially at these times where they're struggling to figure out ways to keep themselves healthy. So that was just sort of a, something else I wanted to throw in there as another opportunity that we're, we're exploring. Well, I'm glad you did because I heard about Vitality 
Jeez, I think, and it might have been before she was allowed to, but Shanna Draj, I got to give her a shout out, who's my account executive at Manulife and just a superstar. She has been talking about Vitality <laughs> since it came out and made sure that I knew everything about it so that I can go out and talk to all my clients and prospects about it. So Shanna, if you're listening, thank you. Keep doing what you're doing because you're great. Thanks so much for joining us today, Kim. And thank you for sharing such great information of what Manulife is up to. Obviously, I've had a long relationship with Manulife great people and you are no exception. What's the best way to, for people to reach out to you if they have questions about yourself, the health by design philosophy or manual life in general? Certainly the, the best route in if you are a manual life customer through your account executive. And of course, like almost everybody in Canada, I'm on LinkedIn. If anybody wants to uh, <laughs> reach out to me and talk a little bit more about what we're doing. There we go. Okay, that does it for today's episode. I really enjoyed this conversation with Kim. I hope you did too. If you have any questions for Al or myself, please feel free to give us a call or by joining the conversation on LinkedIn. And remember, it all starts with one. Mm -hmm.